With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're in the pub, Peter. Yes. And it's the end of the season. We've got the Euros to look forward to. Brighton are safe. We've got emergency vehicles. The police are out. out. (laughs) They're coming to arrest us. You can tell we're recording in London. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're out in the pub, guys. <laughs> and we've, we've got the cacophony of noise in the background. It's the way we would have wanted it, isn't it? Um, I'm glad they just turned up on the scene as soon as we started <laughs> pressing record. I can't be bothered to start that again, can you? No, we're, we're obviously not. quite offensive when we start recording. We're, we're very <laughs> offensive, definitely, yeah. And we're on our third points, just to explain. Uh, we'll do that again. Oh, this is heaven. And we're, near the end of our third pint as well. <laughs> we should mention as well. We're in the Gladstone. You guys okay? We're, we're great. Thank you, Gaurav. How, how's things? Good? Things are good. Yeah, we're yeah. just getting ready for the music. It's about to kick off. You'll be hearing the tunes very soon. Oh, I love it. I love it. What more can we want? It's perfect. It's the way we... Another pint? Though? Another Hepcat will be good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you okay for now? Um, I'll go for a Hepcat as well. Uh, Why not? Uh, it's Hepcat o'clock, isn't it? Yeah. In case it, anyone didn't believe we were live from a pub. <laughs> perfect timing. It's almost like we designed it that way. Anyway, um, we didn't, by the way. Um, so we're here to do our end-of-season podcast. It's later than everyone else's because we're fashionably late, aren't we, Peter? We are, and we also want to do it live in a pub. Exactly. What better way to end the season? Worth waiting for. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. We can play off each other a lot better than we can do on Zoom, where we just talk over each other uh, rather What awkwardly. did you say, sorry, else? I don't know. <laughs> I, I t- what did you say? I, I didn't say anything. What did you say? <laughs> but here, we can talk over each, over each other in a more, um, well, just a more arrogant kind of way, can't we? Which You're talking nice. shit. Why, why not, you know? So I'll you, talk Peter. over you instead. <laughs> so, so this episode is it's our end of season review. So we're going to talk through, in part one, the Albion season. That's the idea for part one. If we can make it to part two, we will then have... paralytic. <laughs> which, which we have no guarantees at all that we're able to, to achieve. We will come up with a part two, which will be a review of the 1-20 in the Premier League, how we thought everyone else did, including ourselves. Um, and part three is general football news. There's there's things like some guy that got called up to England and apparently is some handsome bloke now. Um, 
all sorts of stuff like that. So, so we've got that. We've also got our famous, and I say famous because, I, I, well, I've got no reason to call it that whatsoever, actually. It's only been going for one year before now. Uh, player of the season <laughs> event. However, it's worth listening to. We've got a lot of votes in. There's basically a voting system of three points for your first choice, two for your second po- choice, one for your third choice. We've done the same with Young Players of the Year. And we've asked for votes from all of our friends on WhatsApp, on a couple of groups, and any contributors. And they're guaranteed no Leeds fans infiltrating it, so... We can't guarantee that at all. Last time I heard that we had Ben White on 8,132 votes. Um, that's on account of the fact that Leeds have so many fans, and they've all, they've all infiltrated. Everyone's second favourite club, apparently. Definitely. He's Young Player of the Year as well, by a country mile. What can we say? He's also Manager of the Year as well. <laughs> And also Women's Player of the Year, so he's, he's done really well, actually. And Women's Manager of the Year, yeah. <laughs> he's absolutely rinsing it. He's even the best T-boy. Yeah. But um, no, we, we, we've rinsed out those votes. Um, I've, I'm using the words rinsed out just to annoy a listener, John, who's, who's a regular on this show. Hello, John. Yes. Thank you, good lad. That's brilliant. Fantastic. Um, we've, uh, we've got some more pints here, as you can probably tell. This is going to get messy very soon, isn't it, Peter? But, what um, we think so, yeah. yeah definitely. No, <laughs> we've, we've discounted Leeds voting and we've, we've got our, our Player of the Year and Young Player of the Year votes. We're going to announce that in the final part of this podcast. In this first part, though, we're going to go through the Albion season and we're going to take it chronologically, really. And, Which and is probably the best way to do it. it. It makes sense, doesn't it? And pick out the best bits. I mean, this, come, this season comes off the backlog of the March lockdown, the compressed end of season of last year, the weird shorter summer, the compressed season that was this year, particularly in the first, I think the first two thirds, wasn't it, where the season yeah. was on a heavier schedule. Um, we're going to talk through the best, the worst, and anything in between, really, aren't we, on that? Starting with our opening game of the season, which was, of course, a delightful defeat, courtesy of Reese James' one and only Wonder Strike, before or afterwards. Uh, as we lost 3-1 at the Amex in our behind-closed-doors opener. I think it was behind closed doors, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah right. Pizza, was that a gutter of a, a Yeah, it was. I watched this with my Chelsea's point mate in actual pub, actually, which is like kind of unusual for this season. Yeah, this, and, was, the, uh, this was the in-between This time, was in the it? time when we were actually allowed to go to pubs. We couldn't go to football, we could go to pubs. And we, we gave them a good game, but it was moments that, I think three moments stand out. One was Steven Alzate giving the ball away, I think, for their penalty in the first half and then scoring. Yeah. And then... As you say, Reese James, literally just after it trossed out of levels, scoring. And then I think Dunk missed an absolute sitter just after that as well. I think he had a header from a corner at the far post, which he could only score, and he somehow missed yeah. it. And they ended up winning quite comfortably 3-1. But it was, as with so many games this season, the final score didn't quite reflect the the actual way you played. Yeah. But I thought we played pretty well, generally. My Chelsea supporter mate, who I ended up watching a lot of games, but you've heard it all heard mentioned, um, was sort of quite impressed with Brighton and didn't yeah thought three one was a bit harsh so I yeah I thought we played pretty well but we didn't come away with with what we actually deserved in a way but then yeah when Reese James who scored one goal for Chelsea ever mm. scores from like thirty yards you probably know it's not <laughs> going to be your night don't you you know it's going to be a typical Albion scenario that one yeah. isn't it? and and the weird thing about it is it feels like those early games particularly the league games but the cup games as well which we'll get on to um feel like they're part of a different season yeah. to the one that's just ended 
it feels so long ago now, doesn't it? Um, yeah, even more, I mean, normally it feels a long time ago, yeah. but even more so. This thing. Yeah, maybe well, on a side note, I just said that Reese James had also signed apparently for Blackpool from Doncaster today. I noticed as uh, I was looking at uh, Sky Sports Transfer Centre and they were like saying that Reese James has signed for, for yeah, the different obviously Reese James, but has signed for, yeah. for also a fullback. He's not a right back, is he? He can get left back. They could get an England team. He's a left back, ironically. No, no, they don't. They don't do left backs. It'd be funny if they both played in the same team, though, both opposite (laughs) sides. It was kind of like (laughs) Reese James at left back and Reese James at right back. That'd be brilliant. Absolutely love it. So yeah, so we started off not as we would like to have done, but it was a tough fixture, to be fair. And we moved on to the to the cup and uh, a fauna win against Portsmouth. Do you remember? Have any recollection of that? It was a long time ago. Well, vaguely, I'm, I mean, my main recollection of it is the scoreline, the, the 4 0. Very, very satisfying indeed, beating Portsmouth 4 0. Uh, our old friends from down the road, lovely, bless them, bless their cotton hickin socks. Um, and not patronising at no, all. No, not at all, not at all. We, we absolutely <laughs> patted them on the head as well. It was our second team, and we, we, we passed them off the pitch, we, we outplayed them. I think I remember watching the game, and it was brilliant. We, yeah. we were really good. And what was good about that, I can't remember who the scores were. I'm going to have a look at it as we're talking. Um, Jah- off the top Jahan of my head, Jahan scored, Jahan scored yeah. um, I think Callister got a header, and Bernardo yes. scored. Yeah. And Jake Crocker got the Yes, ball? he did, yeah. yeah. In the 71st minute, he says, having now checked. Jahan Batch also got a, an assist, so did Gokeris. Uh, Bernardo and Grosh with the other assists. Um, it was great, wasn't it? It was, it was a bright and breezy, second string, easy victory. It was quite nice to watch Albion winning comfortably. And yeah. Kind of... I mean, this is a tick Portsmouth that got into Europe and bragged about their win in the FA Cup and everything else. And here we are beating their supposed first team with, with our, our reserves, with our reserves new team, etc. Absolutely delightful stuff. I loved it. And moving quickly on to another comfortable win. Yeah. Saturday, Saturday, or the Sunday afterwards, we... Uh, one three 0 at Newcastle, which turned out to be a theme for the season. Regulation result. Yeah, I <laughs> mean that was a pretty good one to follow on from the Chelsea defeat, wasn't it? That was great because obviously you know as well as we played in the Chelsea game, you're a bit uncomfortable with the fact that we didn't get what we deserved. Is that going to be, prove to be a theme over the season? Funny luckily, that. luckily, it didn't. <laughs> or maybe just a little bit, yeah. But but you know to get that result early in the season to get a really solid win. To be in a positive goal difference. And from of, memory, they'd won 2 0 at West Ham first game and looked really good as well. Yeah, that's and, right, yeah. And, they, yeah. and, yeah. and, and we, we had a really good win. We got very early goals, more pay score from the penalty spot in four minutes, and then decided to add a second in the seventh. Yeah. Connolly, um, much later in the game, in the 83rd minute. But, you know, that 2 0 lead, we were comfortable, weren't we? We never looked in danger, did we? I mean, yeah. Newcastle were. I think they had one header where it was over the bar where we had a good chance from Wilson, but other than yeah. that, they never looked like scoring. And, and look at, looking at the assist, we had Trossard for the um, uh, for the Morpé assist for the seventh minute goal, the second goal, mm-hmm. and Connolly's assist was Morpé, 83rd minute. Basuma got sent off in the 89th minute, of course, as well. And it has to be said also, if you talk about assists, although they don't get it, Lamptey was the one who solely won the penalty against Sam Maximam, who I think went off at about 25 minutes bullied out the yeah. game and by, yeah. by Lamptey I mean Lamptey was exceptional yeah. that game he was yeah really, my, really my impression of that match when we first mentioned the game my first thought was Lamptey which is interesting because he didn't have any of the stats but for, I think, he, I think he, he broke into the area for the penalty which you don't get an assist for for whatever reason he yeah. then I think set up Trossard for the cross and yeah he was involved in so much and I think after an hour they took him off because he was they were kept clattering into him and yeah. he worried he was going to get injured yeah. 
And Which obviously then became also a theme for the yeah, season, exactly, the uh, yeah. injury to Lamptey. I'm sure we'll come to that. But no, that was a brilliant, really resounding win. It well, set us on the path, yeah. didn't it? It was and, and a reminder, all over again. And a reminder it? to Albion fans, actually, that who, you know, if, you, if it, I, I mean, I imagine most of us haven't forgotten how good Lamptey is, but that game, he was absolutely amazing. And hopefully next season he'll be fit for most of the season and be able to like do that to teams most of it. Yeah, I mean, I think after that, a lot of teams double up on him. He's still pretty effective, but it also means that better players have more space. Other players have more space and that sort of thing. He is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at look at our um, player of the season thing. Um, he's not featured in the in the player of the season vote at all. He played less than half of the season, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but he played seven, eight games, something like that. I he think might have started like yeah, about ten, and yeah. then had some type, okay. some sub appearances as well. Yeah. But yeah, he. Yeah, he, he, I think he was gone but well before half, about 17 or 18 games gone, he was injured and he got sent off against Villa, so he missed at least one there. Mm. But it's such a shame because he was, I mean, his pace is just ridiculous yeah. and he's, and, and also he, he's so physical in that, you know, if he you could, saw from Batshuayi, you know, injury that he gave him in the penalty. Well, yeah, he's, he's obviously got physical strength yeah. to knock a, a guy like Batshuayi yeah. over so easily. Um, he did get a lot of votes on the young player of the year, which was interesting, we'll come to that later on. But I think there's a, there's a measure, there's almost like a, a default you can't give him the main one you give him the young player yeah. some some people voted for him there weren't many choices to be fair he, he came third in a lot of I votes I think there were three choices in that yeah I think it was yeah, like yeah. in that sense but he, it, it was such a great shame that he wasn't able to play the season um, in one sense I think you might have said it before it might be a blessing in disguise the fact that he wasn't too good too soon and he was injured and people, he's gone under the radar he's off and we've got four four people were called up for the England team as right backs One's now injured, admittedly, but you know the fact that Lamptey isn't in that list of four shows you how strong we are in right back terms. However, yeah. there's more than Nor four. Nor is Wan-Bissaka as well. I mean, exactly. We have a real exactly. a lot of right backs in England. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there's more than four big clubs, so you could still imagine yeah. that we would have had a pressure. Oh, I think they'd definitely have been interested in, in Lamptey yeah. if he'd stayed, if he'd carried on for his form for the start of the season. And also with other teams, they'd have other players who would probably keep the pressure off him, so he'd have more chance to get forward. Yeah. Whereas with us, maybe he would be like the main attacking threat, so he yeah. gets more marks off the game. And we'll talk about him, and we'll talk about how Veltman and others came into the equation later. But overall, yeah, I mean, I was delighted with our performance against Chelsea. I was delighted with the result against Portsmouth. I was obviously delighted with the result against Newcastle. And then it came back to the League Cup again. And we were doing well with these early games in the League Cup, weren't we? So yep. we, we had nice. Preston, wasn't it? 2-0 uh, yeah, win. I, I must have, I, remember, I didn't know I saw this game, but we won quite comfortably 2-0 from memory and, and I think Jahan Batchelian was it and maybe someone else. I think so. It's our first ever win at Preston, if I recall correctly. I yeah. haven't got stats on I think on it that. was. I, I've been there, certainly not seen this win. Yeah, Jahan Batch and, and McAllister both on the score sheet again. I remember 3-0 there after Hart got sent off early on but if, and when I was there. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, so Ali Jay and, and Ali Mack both on the score sheet again. Bernardo and Grosh on the assist sheet again, which is interesting. I mean, the interesting bit there is Grosh in the in the so-called reserve team because as the season went on, obviously, there's a lot of talk at that point. Maybe he wasn't quite the fit for Bosser. And yeah. now there's talk of from, from uh, I think I mean, they mentioned it a while ago and if, uh, on his Twitter feed that there's talk of a new contract for him and for Webster. And so the, the fact that, yeah, that he has gone from that sort of situation to being a, a big mainstay in that team is, you know, to be mm. fair to him, a real kind of backing for Grosh because he's been a fantastic signing and he would have been if he dropped out the team anyway at that point for three million pounds but now he seems to have really found a niche in, his, uh, in the team again him and yeah him all alana in midfield a bit deeper and just playing like that and he's done really well with it yeah and 
I mean, I, everyone loves an underdog in England, apart from that Arsenal fan I told you about who liked the Super League. But if he likes the Super League, I don't care what his views are on underdogs. Yeah. Um, speaking of the, the the bigger sides... I mean, sure of, the Arsenal would be the underdog in the Super League. Yeah, maybe probably, he really likes underdogs. The, the underdogs, yeah, that's, that's a paradox. <laughs> maybe, he's a, maybe he really likes underdogs, <laughs> so he wants to be one. He's, he's in denial, that's all it is. <laughs> Well, speaking of Super League clubs, um, the next two fixtures yeah. were against the same team, weren't they, Peter? Yeah, I think we all know who that was at the same place as well. So, yeah, I, mean, I think the League Cup game we could almost skim over because we didn't really, we didn't, we played a bit of a reserve team for that. We didn't really turn up, mm. and they won quite comfortably. But the League game is still quite. I mean, you've, we've both quite talked quite bitterly about Man. You've been both games in the league, yeah. and they basically kind of stole a win there. Yeah. I mean, we hit the bar, hit the woodwork five times. To do that in a football game is ridiculous. We also had a clear penalty denied for Connolly, even though it had been given. It was like a clear and obvious error, which I still don't understand. Two second day. yellows should have been given. Yeah. And, and the penalty we conceded was from a corner that possibly should have been They basically had corner. extra time added for their own sake, yeah. Added. Yeah, um, yeah it basically everything went for Man U that day, as it also often does. Mm. And, and the final whistle issue is not the issue, guys. We're not, we don't have an issue with that. It's you the fact that the final should have been like two minutes earlier. And that's Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, of course, the league game was before the cup game. So we're all full of bravado thinking, well, we've, we've played well against Chelsea and been unlucky. We played well against Newcastle and yeah. won. Played well against Preston and won. Played well against Man U and been ripped off. We're going to absolutely batter you with the league cup game. And then we played we our lost 3-0. team. <laughs> uh, to be I fair... Mean, even then, we were in that game, I think, the first half. And then they scored quite late. I don't know, I'm trying to have a look now. I think they yeah. scored quite late in the first half, did they? Did I make that up? Yeah, 44 minutes, and that kind of changed the game, I think, from there. Yeah. And, and we were in it until 73 minutes, they got a second. So we were in the game for... But yeah, I think from those where 3 didn't quite define it, but we did play quite a... Yeah. It wasn't half. It was like a bit in between our League Cup team and our League team. And so we rested quite a few players, and yeah, it didn't quite go to plan. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We expected to go out at some stage in the League Cup and it's no disgrace to lose to Man United. They play quite a strong team and, you know, fair enough. And it was a good run out for they those players. They are a disgrace, but it's no disgrace They are a disgrace, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, we, we had three good runs of games yeah. for our backup players and that was good at the time. I was yeah. pretty happy with that, I have to say. Then we move into October, don't we? And it was the yeah. league. And let's not forget, because people will forget now, but Everton were bloody amazing in the early, well, the first two months of the yeah. season. They were the best team. I mean, the delusionists would have said, oh, yeah, they're in for a run on the title. Anybody with realistic yeah. notions would, would think no. However, they were but most really would be much higher there. than the 10th. The 10th they finished, yeah, so. Yeah, I think. But yeah. they, they were a really good team then. And yeah. I, I don't think we, we were at our best. I don't think we turned up as well as but we, we could have done. I think, again, it's one of those games where moments changed it and we got an equal just before half-time and then conceded again. As happened quite often with get, you know, as, as it became one of the themes of the season that we conceded quite quickly yeah. after scoring. And that was kind of, I think, the game changer there because, um, yeah, I had a really shit reason for not really seeing much of this game. We got to the cat that day. So, uh, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Sydney, who I probably maybe have heard, it's not even a cat who's not appeared on the podcast at all, but he, uh, we adopted him that day. So I, I was busy like, talking to cats and uh, kind of trying to like uh, hmm. help him settle in before rather than watching the football. But if it, if it I saw soothes a score your soul, and, Peter, please do talk to cats. That's fine. Um, I, but yeah, I saw a score and then saw them score straight away after, and that was yeah. when I think we kind of well, lost it, didn't we? Calvert-Lewin, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't feature higher in the overall goal-scoring 
chance because he was absolutely on yeah, fire. Yeah, I think he lost his way, didn't he, as Everton did generally. And yeah, but not not unfortunately until after he yeah. played us. Uh, 16 minutes, he put put them ahead. Morpé eventually equalised on 41 minutes, as you were talking about. And then, of course, Yeri Mina, two minutes yeah. into injury time in the first half. That was a crushing blow. Uh, two players that have been on very good form, Calvert-Lewin and Mina, I have to say. Um, into the second half, and uh, of course, James, who hasn't really featured over the whole of the season. Except this game. Except in this game, in those early stages, he got two goals. He, got, he scored in the 52nd minute, he scored in the 70th minute. Which and then I think at that point, we probably were quite glad at end yeah. 4 2. However, it wasn't over, was it, Peter? Because that was 70 something minutes, and yet in injury time. Lucy in scored an amazing goal. He hasn't done that. There's not many times you can say that, is there? No. But this was one of them. What a cracker. He scored one at Burnley end of last season. He scored this one. I think that's his only two goals. No, he and scored Blackpool one in the, home in the Cup. League Cup, yeah. yeah. In the F- no, FA oh, FA Cup. FA Cup, yeah. Uh, set up by March, by the way, who we'll talk about later on. But that was a cracking goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a very good goal. And, yeah, it must have run close to the end of the season, to a goal of the season in the end. I yeah. Know what, what, I know Welbeck won it for Leeds, but I think because that was further along a long time ago, people forgot it, maybe. But Yeah. Hopefully you're hearing the emergency vehicles in the background for extra ambience, by the way. Extra ambulance. Um, Extra ambulance ambulance, yeah. Um, Yes, we're we're outside, we're on a a balcony terrace at the pub and we're bloody loving it. And I'm working my way through these bees, not bees, bees, beers, with delight. (laughs) Bees, we're going to get on to talking about Brentford later. We're wondering where else is buzzing, now you know what. (laughs) So after after the, the uh, Everton game, we've got the the game. Now here's a game you've mentioned before, Peter, and yeah. it's something to do with a penalty incident. So yeah, we, I think we've we've all brought. I mean, I think every Brighton fan was still like kind of doesn't understand exactly why that was a penalty. I mean, yeah, and also why on VAR they didn't look at it and go that was an over obviously clear and obvious error. I mean, what exactly what exactly did Lamptey do to? Um, to bitch back, bitch way, batch way to uh, earn a penalty. There. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I genuinely cannot see that. Still, I'm trying my best to go to go impartially to look at things and to discuss them, but genuinely cannot see what what Lamptey did there. No, it's it's bizarre. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. I, th- I think it was a ridiculous decision. And so then VAR to say that was the right decision is yeah. just. We should have had six points off them over, over yeah, the, I mean, the two I'm games. Yeah, I mean, I'm not bitter, but yes. We know it, they know it as well, and they, they readily admit it as well, Palace fans. And But yeah, we got the equaliser. So we, we, I mean, I think in, in fairness in this game, this was one of those ones where we, a lot, there have been games where we look really dangerous and we've done a lot. This one of those games where, we had, where the stats looked in our favour, we didn't really do a lot. There weren't big saves to make for Wade, so there weren't like kind of massive. They were, were a typically frustrating there, team. There wasn't a lot to break down. Yeah, we there? didn't do a lot. I think in the home game we had a lot of chances and we should have taken them. In this yeah. game we didn't really create a lot of big chances. Yeah. Um, but we should never have been one nil down. It should have been nil nil exactly. doing that. Yeah. And then we did obviously yeah. get a little bit of luck in our own side for kind of a deflected goal for the last minute. You know, he obviously. Yeah. And then Lewis Dunk decided to do some sort of grievous bodily harm on one of their players. Yeah, I mean, for, for to the try and like force the ball in. All the praise you can give Lewis Dunk. It has to be said, there's a couple of red cards in there which you think, well, you could have could have avoided. I mean, I mean it's it, obviously it was frustration. Bizarre, was it, I think it was trying to force the ball in. I think in fairness to him, but quite wide, decided to do it two footed and into. Yeah, I reckon he was going for the player. <laughs> 
We're not complaining either way. I mean, he, yeah, it was not the brightest thing to do. So. Speaking of Palace, we've had Kevin Day on this podcast before. I did send him an invite to say if he wanted to join us, he could. And he has replied and he said, unfortunately, he saw this too late and probably can't make it. Which is a shame because we were offering the invite to, to come in and to gloat about the fact that Palace, against all odds and against all reason, finished above us in the table. We'll, we'll get into the whys and the wherefores later on. You, you can look at this game, though, the one or draw. If, if we'd have beaten them, that alone... Or take, drawn take, the game we lost, yeah, the other way around. This yeah, either way around, that would have had us above them in the table. But I, mean, I, I think the, it, the overall, in a way, decisions. despite the stats, I don't think, I'm not convinced we deserve probably to win this one. I think we, we, we had, we've, we've had a lot of chance to be a lot of things, but we wasn't like... I don't think there was any amazing saves from their keeper or like that. There wasn't anything incredible. We... The frustration is, if we draw nil-nil, I think I'd have running away and thought, well, we didn't quite do what you needed to do. The frustration is that their goal was gifted to them by a terrible refereeing decision. And I mean, it was like, yeah. we're gonna, f- again, we're going to have a theme here. by the VAR. We're going to have a theme here where yeah. I, we, we yeah. rant about refereeing decisions because it's a lot against us this season. We talked about VAR last season, that Burnley handball thing, you know, the previous season, sorry. And, and um, you have to be frustrated by that. And the whole yeah. idea of that was to just to snuff out glaring errors. They've yeah. been very meticulous on tiny details yeah. with offsides, and yet they've ignored a very obvious bad so, yeah, mistake we, by a referee. So we had we've had like obviously people on the show talk about like refereeing that sort of thing, and yeah, I mean that to me is one of the most ob- clear and obvious errors that you can make, mm. and it wasn't picked up on. Yeah, I mean there's loads of clear and obvious errors that I make in my life, and my wife points them out on a regular basis. So Do you correct it's them, very annoying. Yeah, yeah. I, I refer it to VAR, <laughs> and they, they they come up with the same conclusion. Funnily enough, anyway. Uh, but um, it's your wife also VAR though. No, <laughs> but she, she no, <laughs> no, no. She's 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 VAR from the Madden Madden crowd or something. There's probably some puns to be made there. I'm not going to try. Um, we had a frustrating draw there, but luckily we have West Brom at home to exercise the demons and avoid another frustrating one-all home draw. Yeah. Because imagine imagine how annoying that would have been. Yeah, I mean, I'll leave that one with you. To minutes, I mean, <laughs> There's nothing more to say, is there? All our, all we our were very say, good first half and we were dreadful second half and it wasn't VAR, there was nothing to do with VAR or what top we were, officials we there. We were just shit. We, we just played really well first half, deserved to lead, got a slightly messy goal from him, it was an own goal, wasn't and it? And we allowed their... And then their, they just woke up second half and yeah. we just decided to not bother attacking. It's a mixture of they, they woke up and we allowed their tactics, which yeah. weren't particularly profound or anything. But they, they were, they were in, decent and in, tactics. And in the end, if, if actually they bothered to try and really push us, they probably would have they won the game. Beaten, yeah. we, we, they, were, they didn't bother kind of pushing after one all. Yeah. So. so we move into November. We had some more wonderful refereeing decisions. I listened to um, the Albion Raw this week doing their review. And Andy Bass, who we've, we've had on our show, of course, a number of times as well, who's always good value. He, he was saying it was but a apparently foul. apparently a traitor as well. <laughs> he said it was a foul by their guy on our guy outside the area and it was given as a penalty for them so they got three things wrong they got the position wrong who who it was and where it was no that's two things that's it's, it's two, th- it's two th- <laughs> they got two things wrong so guys we're right live at a pub remember before you get too carried away or <laughs> do you think we shouldn't have had the five pints before we started recording <laughs> We're joking. Well, we I should have had ten before I got here. We only had three. <laughs> no, uh, but no. Joking aside, um, I, there were there were three decisions in this game. We've talked about it. Um, two of them for Tottenham. One of one of them for us. We shouldn't have had our I th- goal. I think that the, wasn't a that wasn't a goal. I think the issue is to me is that Kane gets away with this all the time as well. He does it all the time and he puts players in danger. 
And yeah, we, we've had all... England captain, he actually gets away with it, and it's we, really we had, annoying. We had my mate Ollie on, didn't we? He's a, he's a Spurs fan, and he was adamant that that was that should that was the right decision. And I convinced him he's to a have Spurs a look fan, at it. Though. He shouldn't know about right decisions. I mean, he's made to be a Spurs <laughs> fan. So. Oh, hang on, hang on. Yeah. He's going to be listening. Sorry, Ollie. Sorry about Peter. Sorry. Um, no, I mean, I, I convinced him to, to have a look at it from a different perspective. And in the end, he said, well, yeah, no, I can see what you mean. And then, of course, two or three scenarios occurred, didn't they, afterwards, yeah. where the debate escalated. And yes, it, I mean, the, the Lamptey goal was on the few decisions in football uh, this season that was actually referee was over yeah, was overruled but he went and said no actually I was right mm. and there's not often I mean it wasn't many I mean the, the VAR go and look at them on it seemed very much like the VAR yeah. overturning a decision yeah. I mean very few referees went away to I mean it was solid monitor. march wasn't it the fans. I, I do wonder whether he looked at it and was like had actually seen at half time the K penalty was like wow. did I get it wrong and then thought he'd overruled himself by the, the VAR well, we've, we've, got a, we've got to get our new ref watchman in Steve Ferris on the yeah. case for this one hello Steve if you're listening uh, to discuss this sort of thing but having said it, you know, uh, I, but then Tross side yeah, was a kind of clear penalty, so it's like it basically. Yeah, we we have, they won two one, we won two one in dodgy reverie decisions. Yes, I think that's a good way of putting it. We'll move straight on. We're to, very close to getting something at Tottenham though. Cause we've been two or th- three seasons in a row. We've been well, first season we like defended deep and won, like, only lost one nil late on. Then the last two we've won, mm. we've lost two one and gone ahead and been a better team and they've been dodgy decisions go against us. So. Yeah. Oh no! Sorry, last two, last season we went ahead, and then this season we got back to one all, and both times we had those routes. So yeah. hopefully at some point we'll get something there. Maybe next season we're all there, and we've got you know, three thousand Brighton fans there, and we're kind of like yeah. celebrating a three 0 win there. Delicious colony hat trick. Well, they're in disarray, aren't they? They're in a bit of a mess. I, I should say at this point as well, this is probably going to end up being a two-parter. I've just got this sneaking feeling. <laughs> We're a few pints of the good, and I can feel this is going to go on for a while. Got to say. There's so much to talk about, isn't there, though? And most of it is nothing to do with the next match, which was a ball draw at home yeah, to I Burnley. Yeah, we can leave that one, can't Should we? we skip straight through? Yeah, nothing happened there. After that, more controversy. It was Aston Villa away. We actually won the game 2 1. But even Second then, the even then there was there was stuff to moan about, wasn't there? I can't remember now. Yeah, there, so so we went ahead. Is that the one with they, the Lamptey? Yeah, so the, Red. we went ahead yeah. with a lovely finish by Welbeck. First goal for, oh, yeah, for us, of course. Really yeah. good finish going through on goal, chipping Ran the through, keeper, dink the goalie, yeah, which oh. is in the goal of the season list. Both goals actually here were goal in the goal of the season. Yes. We, had, we had twelve of our like forty odd goals this season. In the goals, so it's a pretty good chance if you score this season, you're going to get the goal of the season list probably to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, and then they equalised just after half time. One of those where you think, oh god. Yeah, they're going to basically kind of win this now and then we scored a really nice goal through March really well worked and nothing really happened until about 18 in terms of contracts at 89th minute and then yeah Grealish the banker decided to dive <laughs> and get Lamptey sent off just after he just got booked correctly I think but then he got booked ridiculously for a dive by Grealish and then they got a penalty in injury time which was then overruled where their manager basically had a kind of like screamed and kind of like yeah. shouted but actually it was never a penalty March got a ball clearly if you watch the replay yeah I mean it was a marginal one because you had to look at yeah. it you he clearly got a ball it, it's actually right. one of those examples where VAR did the right thing yeah absolutely the VAR was there to see and it clearly showed that he got a ball before the player yeah absolutely there was no question about it yeah, it was... no, I agree with you. Can I just mention as well, Grealish, um, obviously if you're listening to this after the Euros, when Grealish has won us the Euros through a series of dives and various antics, we love you, Grealish, except when you're playing the album. No, I don't ever love Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> Awful hair. Um, bit of a smile Goes character. out on the drives while on drugs during lockdown. Crashes into cars yeah. in his Range Rover or Dr- whatever Runs off. 
Yeah, apart Little from that, we shit. love you. you. We love you, Jack. Slippery Jack, you're one of us in a an England whatever kind of way. But no, um, no, very annoying player. He, he's a classic player, isn't he? He's very great. He's very, um, what's the word, David Townsend that's he, been on? Elegant player. He's, he's a very, a very elegant, elegant player. player. I think the two things that annoy me most, and one, to be fair, is, is that he always goes back against Brighton. Barring obviously the, uh, which is a very annoying trait, yeah, I have to say. It is, but you can't really blame him for that. <laughs> the other one is he's he's died. He doesn't need to die. He doesn't need to go down like that. You know, he obviously is fouled quite a lot, but he also goes down very easily. You know, under pressure and that sort of thing. And it's we'll, we'll talk about the Euros later, but you we have can, to when, say when we get gonna... down to the Villa home game, we'll talk about how Veltman basically kind of like kept in his pocket all game and he didn't do anything, Absolutely. and then was out injured for like two months afterwards. A zip pocket, you know. There's no way of getting out yeah. of that pocket. I know. Yeah. I think the probably Veltman's best game for us and he got forward but also kept Greenish quiet but that's like a few months away and, and let's let's not be uh, let's not be shy here we're, we're, we're welcoming it if he if he buys us a bloody Euros tournament I'm not complaining are you? I know, <laughs> I, I know you're I, I in two minds to but win. you're not are you? I don't really want to win the Euros on base of a dive to be honest but I don't know we've been ripped we've been ripped off so many times through stuff I, I, I don't care anymore mm. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't really want to win the Euros through dive. I want to win the Euros through a Ben White 25-yard strike into the top court. Now you're talking. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If we can do it without Jack Grealish slipperying his way yeah. to success, great. I mean, I, I really don't think you're going to do it anyway, so I'm gonna, I'm going to take any tools that are at our disposal and I'm going to use them. Put it that way. I mean, I think there's more chance of Moda winning the Euros than us. Well, he's having a good game tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Uh, he's playing in a friendly and apparently playing quite well with Lewandowski, who hopefully he's having a word in the ear of, ready for our striker problem being solved for next yeah, season. Yeah, I think Lewandowski would solve our striker problem. I think he might do. Yeah. I think he might. He's reasonably do. Kind of, he takes his chances quite well. I don't know. I'm, I'm still in doubt. You Could know? he do it at Stoke on a Tuesday night, though? Exactly. That's the question. Exactly. Or I mean, Burnley he wouldn't need to for a while, but yeah, it's like still. Yeah. God, imagine having Lewandowski in the team. Anyway, we move on. We Blackburn move on. almost did if it wasn't for the Icelandic. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was one of the most funny transfers that could have happened if it wasn't for the Icelandic. Uh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Isn't Ibrahimovic, Arsenal, it was, yeah. it was Lewandowski. At Ian Wright Albion. Ian Wright at Albion. And Roy Keane as well. Yeah. He wanted a trial, but he wanted us to pay for his, um, his ferry fare. And we said no. Yeah, because that was a good move. It was wasn't obviously it? very expensive at the time. Oh, God, that was a terrible pun. I'm going to let it go because I've had enough of beer to, to and accept And also your it. intros are genuinely full of those. True, it? exactly. Yeah. Pot you kettle. You can't really complain. <laughs> pot <laughs> kettle. There's a pint of, <laughs> of, of something called pot kettle or something in here uh, tonight. I can. I, I think we've just prompted ourselves to have one of them, haven't we? <laughs> anyway, we move on. So that was, that was the, the Villa game on the 21st of November. We moved to the 28th of November. Another Saturday kickoff. Another game on TV. Weren't they all, Peter? Um, Brighton at home, Brighton and Hove Albion, at home to the mighty Liverpool, the, the reigning champions. And yet, they didn't beat us, did they? Tell us about it. So, yeah, it's one of those games that it's a bit weird to say that I've disappointed to come away with a draw against the uh, defending Premier League champions, but a little bit was. I mean, we, we won a penalty very early on, didn't score it. Yeah. Before that, I think Connolly had gone one on one with the keeper and missed it as well. Can I just say the distraction you may have sensed online? I'm going to explain that offline to people as and when they want to talk about it later on. <laughs> Carry on, Peter. <laughs> and then, yeah, we. I think was it Yosso scored a really good goal from not, from not very much. I mean, like he was at that point. Again, another player we've probably played in massively good form 
before yeah. he got injured. Yeah. And we then, yeah, came back and won a slightly de- debatable penalty in the last minute. I, I, it's one of those ones that I could see why they gave it on VAR, but would never have been given without VAR. And, yeah, got a point from it, which... Exactly. He went away thinking tenuous, that was a very it? glad thing we got a point, but actually we could yeah. easily have not got a point. I, I listened to the podcast and they, uh, for Liverpool, and they were not happy about it and I can understand why because yeah. it didn't feel like it was I, I keep going on about the essence of football this wasn't in the essence of yeah, football yeah I think without VAR there's no way that would have been yeah. going it's not like it didn't affect anything however he did clip his foot yeah. change the direction so I can see why technically a bit like the offside thing you know the, what, the one inch offside thing I can yeah. see why looking at it on camera with like, lit, with the rule book out that will be given but yeah. I also can see why Liverpool fans would have been very annoyed. Oh, yeah, but also, absolutely. we should have won that game because we had so many chances in the first half when they were completely out of it. And we should have been about three up at half-time. We had a penalty, we missed a penalty, we missed a one-on-one oh, chance. God. From the... Do we miss penalties this season? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, not aware that. of that scenario. Um, we also missed a one-on-one <laughs> with Connolly, we also missed other chances as well. And we should have been about out of sight before they scored their goal. But we were very happy to point in the end, and yeah, I, VAR did us a favour in that one probably, which they didn't. I don't know why. The first penalty memory is like pretty much a blatant penalty. I mean, the guy Paul Conley over in the area pretty clearly. Yeah, but luckily we we got the benefit of the doubt in the next game with some really good decisions, didn't we? Because we lost two one at home to Southampton due to a controversial penalty. Oh God! Yeah, what's your thoughts on that, Russ? Well, um, I, I thought it was a marvellous decision. Late, fairly late in the game, was it? I yeah, it was about ten minutes left on that. Eighty-first minute, Ings, of course, uh, converted it. Um, it was a frustrating game. We we took the lead through a penalty of our own. Grosh converted. Um, Vestergaard equalised with. This is our, our part of the season when we couldn't defend set pieces, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we had this pocket of. Yeah, of time, didn't we? We're, he just had a Christmas where we couldn't defend yeah. set pieces, and he was he was he was very. He he's was also very good at them as well, and they also had the best set piece taker. Yeah. who a lot of people will say should have been ahead of White. A lot yeah. of people also think he should have been ahead of like, other people in the team as well, like Henderson, who can't mm. barely, can barely yeah. play a game at the moment. So I think um, fair enough, and, it, and, and guess who supplied the uh, the assist from the corner? James Ward Prowse. James Ward Prowse, who of course has not made the England team. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, but anyway, Ings converted what. Proved to be the decisive penalty in the 81st minute, which was—I don't think anyone ever ever worked out why that was inside no. the area. I know, so I know, Nick Schapanik, who we've had on the pod, and hello to you, Nick. I know you—you you said that was a penalty, and I think we should have contested it more at the time because I—I'm not sure it was. In fact, we should have asked Steve, shouldn't we, last week, Steve Farris, mm. about this because to me that. Well, I have a feeling he mentioned it. Didn't oh, he? Did, no, he, did, I he, think he, he did. He said it was he outside. Did. He thought, yeah, yeah he didn't, or it wasn't clear enough. At least it was inside. Yeah. Uh, forgive us if we're misrepresenting you, Steve. But uh, yeah, we're but, a bit pissed now. I mean, um, we, we, we certainly I'm genuinely felt confused Dunbar, how we? that is clear and obvious decision to overturn, as compared to the Palace penalty not being one. How's that work? And the Man United penalty where yeah. it was overturned again. Yeah, it, it seems it, like clear and obvious ones that aren't clear and obvious are overturned. Yeah, when they're in, in favour of us, so we're screwed. The other way round, it seems to work the other way. Yes, the only exception being that Welbeck one we just talked about, actually. Yeah. But so then we move on to yeah, away from that. The Leicester. one game we really, I don't, well, it's one we or two. Turn maybe, up, we, we just didn't turn up. Yeah, we were dreadful. Yeah. I thought we were, yeah. it, I think Potter got it wrong that night. I think there's, you know, everyone who listens to the show knows I've not been possibly biggest fan, but I don't think I've ever really had a, accused him of like not of getting it completely wrong regularly. He just, he just, I, I just worried at the time that we weren't getting the results we deserved, and would that continue to the point we got relegated? Yeah. Um, but this one, I think he got it wrong. And we just didn't turn up. And uh, was it James, uh, James Justin was 
exceptional yeah. oh, for Leicester. What a player Absolutely was hammered us. And he, he basically kind of had so much room down the flank. And he, he's sort of gone under the radar yeah. since, hasn't he? He's, in, he's been injured, I think, for quite yeah. a long second half. Oh, if okay. he got injured against us in the cup, actually, then... And then, or that's right, and yeah, then missed the rest yeah. of the season. Yeah. But he, yeah, he absolutely smashed us that night. We were, we just didn't really turn up. And he, and I turned off at half time, I'll be honest, that night. Mm. And I was quite glad to turn off and to find out how full time it was 3 0 still because yeah. we could have got, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I'd have stayed there if I was actually out of Leicester, but as it was, I was on t- watching TV and I was like, we could, I, I think that's fair things. enough. And, and Madison again prevailed, didn't he? Yeah. Good player. He's a good player. I mean, another I player like Grealish, he's a bit of a dick, but. Also a very good player. Yeah, yeah. Goes down, as, as was proven by his uh, second set red, yellow card at the, at the Amex at one point for diving. Yeah, absolutely. Which he complained about bitterly at the time, but actually if you look at it clearly on match of the day, it was a clearly right decision. Yeah. So, so we've, we've, we've come into this period where we've had a few frustrating games. I mean, defeat at Leicester is whatever, you know. We don't turn up, we don't deserve to win. We didn't win at Leicester. Yeah. Or not, not in the Premier League anyway. Mm, yeah, true. But, you know, games like Southampton, the Liverpool game... Various other results at Palace earlier on in the season. We, we felt frustrated. So we then go into a game which we know is going to be a key match. Well, it's a huge week, isn't it, really? With two big, yeah. two huge well, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're playing teams that are below us in the table, I think, at that point. Yeah, they are, yeah. Um, well, we never dropped into the bottom three all season, did we, yeah, despite yeah. the start that we had. Uh, basically, it's Fulham away, it's Sheffield United at home, and, and then after that we play West Ham away. Um, the Fulham away game, pretty frustrating. It was a goalless draw. Um, both we had a lot games. of chances, didn't we? We yeah. had it felt like we should have won both. Yeah, both we had games. a lot of chances, but we could have either equally lost them. I think mm. Sanchez came back in goal for this one after playing at Tottenham mm. and made a couple of good saves at times as well. But also, I think this is a game he came back in for. And he, but also we, yeah, we we had one disallowed for one of those ones that probably at one point would have been okay because it kind of hit it well back on the arm in setting mm. up Lalana and. It would have been okay because it wasn't. He didn't. It was no session. He meant it or anything like that. But mm. because now it seems to be whenever a goal scored because of a handball, yeah, it, it, it's disallowed. 100%. And we had a done all off the line from memory, and I hit the bar. And then yeah, they had a couple of chances later on, which could have won it for them. But we were we were a better team yeah. pretty much all that game. We should have won the game. It's frustrating not to win the game. But ultimately, the fact we didn't lose it, and ultimately the fact we didn't lose that home game with West Brom. Much as those are very frustrating yeah, results, in the and, we, and in previous times under Chris Hewton, we would have won those games. The fact we didn't lose them was crucial, because I think at that stage in the season we were just keeping our heads above water. We had to keep winning, yeah, or, or picking up points here and there. And um, the Sheffield United I would, game, I would question games also like, a draw. You say we won against under Chris Hewton. I'm not sure. We I mean, I remember going to Fulham and losing four two at Chris. No, we did. Yeah, but the home With, games we. Back yeah. then, when we had the home fans, you'd win the home games. Yeah. We beat Huddersfield, we beat Newcastle, we beat Fulham. Yeah. That's kind of team. But we, we did also lose 4 2 at Fulham, which is the game we're talking about now. Yeah, and true. Two up. true. <laughs> but the fact we didn't lose these games, it's goalless versus Fulham, it's goal. It, it's a one all draw versus Sheffield yeah, United. And that, I mean, we were dreadful that day, to be honest. I mean, they, they went, we were okay for the first half hour, and then they went those 10 men. It's one of those games where the team with 11 men kind of lost their way. Mm. Yeah. Sheffield game. Yeah, 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 and yeah, they, and they they were a better team. I thought, although they were sitting back, they broke really much more dangerously than we did. Mm. And it took the last five minutes for us to kind of come back into it. And Welbeck scored. Jahanbach hit the bar or something like that. Be, Someone hit the bar. Yeah. I don't believe you. Hit the bar. Hit the bar. <laughs> hit the bar. <laughs> Which is what we've done tonight, ironically. Ooh. 
Yeah, four points in. Cheers again. Lovely. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we, it was a pretty non-end, nothing much game, but we should have won it in the end, but we didn't yeah. deserve to, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I agree Their with that. Their goals deflected. I agree but, with that, yeah. Yeah, they, they deserved the, the lead at that point. They were a better team at that, that time. Yeah, then, then we go to our regulation draw with West Ham. Eight games out of eight, Yeah, we're, we're unbeaten. We thought we played really well, actually, I thought. Mm. Yeah, two all draw away. We took the lead twice. Uh, <laughs> Part of a certain stat of yes, yes. being the top six, 25, <laughs> 25 points dropped from behind, yeah. from ahead. I think we should have won that game. Uh, done, yeah. A, we yeah, could have we could have game managed it better. Yeah. B, I think we could have taken it more to them, particularly at two-one. Yeah. It felt like they didn't play that well, and we we, we were mm. really watched played really well, and it was disappointing when we were in a draw. Although yeah. on the paper, obviously, it's a good point. Yeah, it was frustrating because we deserved to win that. Mm. And they had the Arsenal game at home at the Amex on uh, well the end of the month, 29th of December. We're talking here. This is uh, this is after Christmas now. We should have we should have acknowledged Christmas was between the Fulham, sorry between the Sheffield United and West Ham games. So West Ham was 27th Happy of Christmas, December. Happy Christmas, everyone. Merry <laughs> Christmas. 27th of December of West Ham. 29th of December. More London fun with with Arsenal. We lost at home one 0 Annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of those games where I think we did okay first half. I remember we played a pretty weird team and we, we didn't play this our first shot, we took a lot of people thought. And then we, we played really well first half, matched them with a better team, and then they changed things second half. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't match them. And I think, was it just after we came on? Someone scored, just, was it after, just after we came on, or just after someone came on? Lacazette had just come on, maybe, or something like that. He, he keeps scoring against us, actually. It's quite annoying. He, he's the man, He's the new Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> the new Grealish slash Kane slash... Yeah, look at my phone. Lacazette came on 66 minutes and uh, scored 66 minutes, so he literally had just come on. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is literally just coming on. Bloody Lacazette. Literal super sub there. Yeah, maybe you should sign him. He could be our goal scorer. Definitely, yeah. yeah um, but yeah, it was one of those games where first half I thought we matched them, but second half they came out and showed that they were a better team. And it was just as they changed, they brought in their dancers like Smith Rowe mm. and all sort of like yeah. kind of. Yeah. They suddenly started looking quite good, and we didn't. And, and let's be honest, you know, if these guys turn it on, they should have enough to beat yeah. us, shouldn't they? Yeah, and it was do. the case. It was the case there. It was just a slightly weird team selection, given we yeah. had a chance of winning. I thought that because it was last time in football season. So, and then, and then we move on to possibly the game that. Might have changed yeah, our season. Into the new year, Saturday the second of Jan. So we're did, into the second half of the season, year. It wasn't the second half of the no. season yet, was it? Uh, did this change our season? Where That's we where, where we came so. from and where we where we were. I, I think you're right, Peter. I think it did. It was a three all draw at home to Wolves, wasn't it? Um we were three one down and I think that's the bit you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, we were one up and then three mm, one yeah, down, yeah. Right? We looked hopeless second most of the second first half. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it Dan did. Dan Byrne, I love Dan Byrne, but he had a bit of a nightmare. BDB. <laughs> he did have a bit of a kind of like. Yeah. Um, it was more bad Dan Byrne than that. He got night, a rather bit than Troy Allred, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, mm. in fairness, it's a bit of an unfair battle. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, he got a bit Troy Allred and, uh, yeah, it went a bit wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about the game other than the fact there was a lot of goals. Yeah. It was quite entertaining. And then, you know, we had, we had a really good... We should have we could have gone ahead when Trossard went through and for some reason referee decided to blow for a foul. Oh, even though he could have left it VAR. he finished it beautifully, didn't he? Yeah, even though he could have left it VAR. I don't understand why he didn't do that because it wasn't a foul. But yeah. then they could have won at the last minute when the guy had a ho- open goal pretty much or 
had a free header from like the young eight or six yards out, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, a three all draw, given it would have been an absolute heartbreak to got back to three all and then lose it. So I, I think that was the right result, wasn't it? Three yeah. all. That was about right. Yeah. I think we started really well, then like, we were dreadful for the second half, for the first half. But luckily, then, we yeah. had the distraction of the FA Cup next, didn't we? Woo hey! That went well. Third round. Well, I did go for the And uh, we've, we mentioned it on the pod before. I've been looking to go to Newport for years as a good microbrewery pub. Uh, it's a ground to tick off. There's not many of them for me in my 92 club slash general session with grounds factor. General Sado so, <laughs> Of course we drew Newport away this season when I couldn't bloody go. However, we prevailed. We made hard work of it though, didn't we? We went ahead in like the 89th, 90th minute, whatever, and then uh, managed to concede a goal through through yeah, Jason Steele not having his uh, finest moment, should we say. And yeah. then he had his fighting moment in Plum Shootout where he saved four of them, I think, something like that. Yeah, let's get him in the England squad. Yeah. What what the hell is he not doing in the England squad? You've got you've got one, maybe two goldies that'll be involved in, in normal yeah. play. Your third goldie should be the best penalty yeah. saver. If he, Never if mind he, who he is, Jason Steele should be in the England if team. If he played for Man U, they probably been shit to be uh, Europa League champions now. Uh, Eric Steele, is he related? I think he might be, actually. Possibly. Is he maybe? Luke former, Steele. Former Albion goalie. Former Barnsley goalkeeper. Oh, could be but what the fuck you know I mean sorry yeah. sorry but that that was we made very hard work of that and yet he, he was brilliant yeah. in the penalty shootout I mean every time he looked like we were going to take a penalty shootout he kind of like would, would save one then, like, you thought he was going to save it one, didn't you and then we missed one and it was like oh that was like kind of you expected him to save it didn't you he, he yeah. was brilliant he was really good if you're listening Steely well played sir you know there's not much we can praise you for because you haven't had that much of involvement but that was that was a superb yeah. performance. Let's let's be honest. Four out of seven, I think, wasn't it in the end? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's not a rating, by the way. That's that's number of saves. Yeah, be a weird rating system, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm rating players out of seven this season. That's yeah, we won four three, so it must have been four out of seven. Yeah, yeah, and that that was good, and that gave us a bit of hope. Then we had the Man City game, which I've already gone on record as saying should have been a goal to straw because their goal came from a foul. Yeah, although you've got to think they probably have taken the lead anyway. I mean, it's they like, probably kind of, would have done. They're quite we're, good, aren't we they? We played Man really City. well that day. We, we gave them a good game and we can't really complain about that. On a scale especially of one... They won't, they will especially say that considering their reasons we're going to probably go our way in the final. Scale of one to seven, what would you rate Man City? 6.572. <laughs> roughly. They're, they're pretty good, aren't they? So whatever, 1-0 is not so bad. And then so we get to our final game in the first half of the oh, season. Which team is this? Which might be taking this, a break. Peter? And talk about maybe, you know, a team that is everyone's second favourite team. Martin Kewen on here. Of Europe. Ooh, you know. Who are they? They must yeah. be brilliant. They must have brought on some you brilliant must know who they are, you know. Well, Did... I, I heard they've got this guy called Ben White, who's really good, actually. He's been in Oh, he's on loan at Brighton, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's I mean he's been made by their manager who is basically God. God, so, uh, God indeed. Even yeah. though he can't make any more Ben White's like a lot of players. They've got eight billion fans, they yeah. voted in numbers for Ben White. Yeah. Oh, I have to say who is that? I, team? I do find it just quite to, interesting that Leeds who, haven't got who, all the other players in the uh, in the England team, even though that apparently Bielsa could have done that with anyone. So well, how Le- is it they've not got like a, a basically all their players but except for Calvin Phillips in the England team? Well Leeds, Leeds fans have said that Ben White would have made it into the England yeah. team sooner. But yeah, Bamford's not in the Euros. Bamford's not in there, Cooper's not oh, Cooper's He's not even both. in a very, um, very long list. Who are they? Oh Ailing's not in there, you know, all their other players aren't in there. So it's how weird, is it? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's almost, almost you just as if Bielsa's such a god that he'd have actually brought them in through. It's but, almost as if what they yeah. said isn't true. I don't know. But, just, I mean it can't be true because Leeds fans are all irrational and like. Anyway, let's talk about the game. I don't want to talk about it because it was 
depressing game on the fact that we only won by one goal. Yeah, we we, we dominated them really. We won the game. They were we owned you. We owned you, boys. They um they they moaned about Phillips. I think was out, and we were like, well, we had Lamptey out for the last month. We've had other players out. You know, we didn't really. Moan yeah, about it that our much. injuries don't count though. Yeah. Peter, we're a small club. Remember, teams like Brighton. It's like you only have one player basically. If if you're Leeds, you have a you literally rely solely on Calvin Phillips apparently. This Just is a good time to chuck in. The Brighton of Albion, the official Twitter account, I think it is, have put this Teams Like Brighton thing on. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's brilliant. They're just doing a, an ironic and sarcastic twist on the whole thing. of Oh, Teams Like Brighton and the games where we beat Liverpool, we beat Spurs. We've got results. Oh, Man City, obviously, as well. Um, funny enough, what we're doing is we, we seem to be painting the picture of Minu- these minnows, 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 minnows is the word I'm looking for, um, of Brighton beating these big teams. Somehow we didn't put the the two wins that we ended up having over yeah. Leeds in that montage. It's yeah, almost it's, as if Leeds aren't a big team. And it's league. hilarious because they, they're giving it large about how they're a big, this like huge club, and as if we said like that. I think they're basically quoting Brighton as saying we were relegation runs. Like, no, no, we were just talking about the fact that you're. It wasn't ever said by the club, and also that every club who's not in a big six are probably could be down there struggling. And also, they finished above us now two years out of the last ten since we had the Amex. The other one being the hoopier season. Mm. And yet, even then we did double over them. Smaller crowds too. Yeah. The beauty of that is they've got a bigger stadium, but we've had bigger crowds yeah. in every season. And this season, there's been a lockdown, so they haven't been able to prove they're bigger, yeah. which is beautiful. And it's like it's ironic, really. I'm sitting there moaning about this. It's like, well, actually, we finished above you all but the last two of the last like, ten seasons, and you're now preparing for stuff like Brighton. out of 16. You used to be like, kind of arguing Man U, now you're going with Brighton. Yeah, who, who, who's the big boys here, really? Hey, and you've hey, won hey. twice out of the last, hey, boys. like, oh. ten games, if or 50, 12 games you've played against them. They beat us once. We stood in a promotion season at Ellen Road, and they had another win where they basically relied on a last-minute blatant handball from memory, where uh, Oscar Garcia's first game in charge. Other than that, they've not beaten us since we were at the Amex, and we beat them about oh, eight, eight we, ten times. We are their bogey team. Wolves and to yet a they certain get degree. So wound up. Wolves to a certain degree, but Leeds particularly are, yeah. are the bogey team. Um, the goal. You the only, as well at the moment. Yeah, apparently. well, that's true. Yeah, the only goal scored in the game was in the 17th minute of the game. Do you know who created it and who scored it, Peter? Yes. Go on. Oh, I've got to say it who it was now. Uh, so it was McAllister's assist after a pass from 1 2 with Trossard and Mope scored it. Like it. It's almost as it's if very you've, nice you've indelibly <laughs> linked these. I may have seen it in the player of the season, but if goal of the season, like both. You, you things, might have looked at it over and over and over it's again. It's a really well worked goal. You watched it on it a came, loop, didn't you? It came from like our, our own half and like kind of beat. Yeah, we just took them apart. Even on their terrible pitch, which was like, they also tried to blame, even though it was their own pitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Leeds are uh, basically both the worst losers I've ever known. And so everyone, I'm sure. And they the, are losers, for sure. Yeah. It, they, I'm sure everyone wonder where my slight business with Leeds comes from. And it's, I think it's partly the Ben White stuff, but it also goes back even to like the point where we, we lost there, I think, to one about eight years ago, to a blatant handball that I, I think I saw in live. But um, yeah. their guy handballed it. But then it was actually shown their screen. And once, and then he didn't show it again afterwards. It was such a clear handball. <laughs> and a Leeds fan was like, came into the, I was in a, in a pub afterwards, and was muttering about it. So that's what that dad. He was like, oh, if, and he obviously heard it. Like, oh well, if you'd like beaten Leeds two one in the last minute with a, with a goal like that, you'd have been delighted. You know, it'd been the best moment of your team. It's like we won there the last two seasons. So I don't understand where you're coming from, mate. It's, 
They're uh, such. They're so arrogant. It's like yeah. they think they're some sort. You know, God's gift to football teams, and yet they've not had any success for a long time. Yeah, since ninety two. And, and it's been delicious to be above them for about sixteen years now. Yeah. Well, I, I actually think next season they could even even drop quite a lot and we can finish maybe, above them. Maybe. If they lose Phillips for any length of time, they're basically screwed because their record without Phillips is yeah. really bad. They, yeah. They're such oh, a one man yeah. team. Well, this is the thing. Even we, with Bamford and all those bit. We played without them. Phillips, I think it was the second game we played them without Phillips and we games, beat them. Or both, both games, games, yeah. yeah. And yeah, that is that is a factor, but we okay. have players but both out games, as well. We had empty out. We had the second one, we had a march out, we had all the others out. Exactly. So that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah but Phillip- they try to claim, oh, because they have Phillips. It's like, well, then you're a one-man team. Phillips is so a good player. He's in England. If team. they sell Phillips. So is White. Yeah. If they sell Phillips or he gets oh, injured. Guys, you want to order oh, I think we're going to order some pies. It's got to be done. Yeah. Have you got two chicken tikka pies? It's on the way. Cool. <sighs> Brilliant. Two? Yeah, it's perfect. Cool. Perfect. And yes. Cap, and another headcap for me as well. Headcats, yeah? Yes, perfect. Brilliant. We're really looked after here. It's brilliant. So I'm sorry for the interruption, but if, we... If, if anyone forgets where we are at the Gladstone... We're in the pub. ...in Borough, it's amazing. It's a great, it's a great pub. pub. A really, really good Anglo... We could not recommend it higher. Anglo-Indian cuisine. It's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? So that's a great way to finish the first half yeah. of this episode. Um, talking about how we beat Leeds. Yeah, we're back it? with uh, Fulham home in the second oh, half. Just coming up game. in just a moment. Here we go then, Peter, it's part two. We're back on the beers. And we're here to review the second half of the season, aren't we, for the second part of this epic review of the season episode. But before we, we review the second half of the season, I think we should review the pie we just had. Which, oh, God, that was good. Which was like uh, watching Alvin this season, but with a striker who could finish. <laughs> it was uh, ridiculously good. The chicken tikka pies in this pub, the Gladstone, yeah. are amazing. For any of our London listeners, or any of our non-Londoners as well, whatever you, whatever you live, even if you're in Australia, it's still worth coming Travel to the Gladstone to the other side of in Curra. It is genuinely so it's good. It's so good. It's so good. That, that was the best one I think I've ever had here. And it's probably due to anticipation. They literally freshly cooked it for us as well, which yeah. is like I love amazing. these guys. They're brilliant. The Gladstone Arms, best pub in London. There's no yeah. doubt about it. On that basis... And, and yet they put up with us. And, uh, yeah, exactly. How, how much better could they be? <sighs> so we're back in the pub and we're back with the second half of our season review, aren't we, Peter? So we were talking about a really disappointingly delicious victory over Leeds. Yeah, it should have been five, to be honest. 1-0 win, should have been five, but we'll take what we can get. The next game was the FA Cup again. We've beaten Newport in the previous round. We were talking about Steele's penalty exploits. Heroics. There we go. And the next game, we played Blackpool. And we won, 2-1. Thoughts on that one? It was a very Albion performance. We controlled the first 40 minutes. Then, having conceded, we didn't control the rest of the, a lot of part of the rest of the game. And two very different strikes. It was a, an epic strike from uh, Basuma. Very, very Basuma strike. He only does score our goals like that. And then I think it was McAllister's shot and it deflected off Alzate and went in for Alzate's first goal of the season. He scored two in the end, more of the second one later to come. Yes, indeed, yeah. Uh, which also was quite a random goal. It wasn't like a kind of classy finish, should we say. Um, so yeah, it was it, probably overall just about the serve, but it was one of those games where 
we, we promised a lot, but we didn't quite kind of finish it off. And uh, yeah, that, again, that was a theme of the season, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really, wasn't it? Um, but it was good. To, it was good to get the win, and you know, we got into the fifth round, which I think is respectability at the very least. Um, well, I, when I started watching the got the first round, so you know, I can't really complain. <laughs> we, we've got a dreadful record, haven't we, historically in the FA Cup? But not as bad as the League Cup. It's true. even worse. True. True. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're both terrible, but, but so, yeah, the League Cup's worse, I think. Return to league form after that, we played Fulham. Guess what? We had another ball we, draw. We hammered them, and uh, again, and yet Lewis not going to make a save on the line to uh, deny them a, a goal, which made it, we should have won them a game on. And yeah. we, again, for those games, we absolutely everything, did everything but score, and, yeah, then they almost scored in the last minute, which is a brilliant stop on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Ben White, absolutely. I think, right. learned his uh, England supply line last week from that. Yes, indeed, yeah. Clearance off the line, Ben White, full in England so, international. Yeah. There's not much Just to say about that other than that. I mean, we, we dominated, we didn't score, we almost conceded. I mean, mm. barring the almost, that's pretty much the story of our season, really. Yeah, so not not particularly satisfying, but there we go. However, it was, it was another point on the way to safety. As we later came to discover... We were well on the way, weren't we, with that? That kind of a result. However, in the meantime, it was back to further league action at the Amex against our old friends Tottenham, who ripped us off with two bad decisions to one in their favour. They won the game 2-1. They came to the Amex. It didn't go so well for them, did it? Yeah, and yeah, ironically, it's another game where you can say we didn't take our chances. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, true, I mean, we, we won 1-0. It probably should have been 3 or 4, hmm. frankly. We had a chance of first half. Connolly had a massive sitter at the end, which he should have taken. And, yeah, it was one of those ones we could have paid for. Well, actually didn't pay for in the end. We got our first home win of the season in January. <laughs> end of January, as you do. You um, didn't pay for it. But we, we, we yeah, we thought, I mean, Tottenham were terrible, basically, and we were, we were very good. And they never looked like doing anything. And Trussard scored a really good goal. It was really well worked. Um, through ball from... McAllister to Grosh, I think, my man. Grosh, Grosh squared it to Trossard and Trossard scored. We had chances galore. First half could have, could have been two or three up. More time second half on the break when they were like attacking a bit more. Yeah, it was it was the first time that Jose, Jose Mourinho had uh, Jose Mourinho failed to win. They lost three in a row away to a team in his managerial career. So three, three games or lost three in a row or something like that. It was a great start. the same team? Yeah, having lost at Man U... Uh, at twice at the Amex. Get in, yeah, Albion. There was Get some, in. There was some stat or other sort of game like that. That is the first time he lost the first three games he played against an away team or something like that mm. as manager. Yeah, brilliant. Um, oh, that's superb. You've got to say that. So, yeah, he, we, so, we, we played really well. We should have won by more, ironically, but, I mean, we beat Tottenham at home again, so that's really good. And fair play, we played really well. Deserved yeah. it. Um, it's a one win, and that set us up nicely to go to Anfield to get... A 1-0 win. The other teams have done it. I think Burnley had done it. Had yeah. Fulham done it at that point? No, Burnley done it and then, then Lowe's did it more followed. Like City yeah. followed. But we Fulham set the precedent. I think now, six in a row in the league and we were the second. I mean, Burnley, it was a smash and grab. Yeah. They, they really didn't deserve to win that game, but they did. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, this, this is part whatever. of Liverpool. I mean, I still we battered them though, didn't we? I'm still not sure Liverpool got third in the league but they because they had six, six straight home league defeats. And we were the second, I think, weren't we? Yeah. They lost to City as well after that. Everton, yeah. uh, Fulham yes. and someone else. They lost 2-0 at home to Everton, I remember that. Fulham, they yeah. lost 1-0 City as was well. the one where Alisson basically failed to pass it every time he got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then someone else also won there as well. 
United maybe something like that possibly. yeah might have been a nice attempt they won but, they lost six in a row at home and in the league and which, we, which we were the bizarre, second which is to be honest it's quite bizarre but yeah they still came third ironically it's mm. like kind of yeah and we took four points off Liverpool this is the champions this is the team that still managed to finish third despite all their troubles we'll go into that in part three but um, overall you've got to be proud of that haven't you from a results point of view yeah, from an Albion point of view brilliant two wins in a row I think you, you'd had your doubts about Potter You're not not overall but just in terms of you were worrying about I think it just felt like he wasn't turning the, the performances into results and as much as I enjoy watching the team what point did we say and I think I said in the January transfer window when I was, I, I was quite open about the fact I felt we needed to find a striker or to, to maybe look at changing Potter because it wasn't working if it was without hmm. that he needed that striker in there and in the end we got enough goals just about I mean we didn't we still didn't do great in terms of there was still a lot of games where we didn't take our chances yeah but overall overall a brilliant result our first ever ever maybe not maybe not but it's our first win in the Since Premier the 80s, League era yeah. yeah at Liverpool uh, I'm so proud of that result because Liverpool are a brilliant team you have to Bit say Villa Park it was our first win ever yeah that's true and we celebrated on my going to Burnley away and getting a wonderful 8-0 win. Oh, no, hang on a minute. Hold on. No, it was a, it was a board... Well, not a board draw. That implies a 0-0, doesn't it? It was a one-all draw away at Burnley. A game yet again that we should have won against one of our Yeah, although second rivals. half, I thought they won the better team than the Oral season, ironically. Mm. For all the, all the run of games where we, um, where we, we actually should have won... Burnley, I feel that actually probably should have won overall against us. They played really well, oh. and I'm not. I'm, I've been on the show. I'm not. I've not I know, I've said before, I'm not a massive fan of the way Burnley played or something. But actually, on that day, they played some really good attacking football. And we, I think, after a week where we had a lot of two massively difficult games where we won them, I think we didn't really want to get a draw. And you know, they the first half I thought we were better team, but second half they were they came out and played really well and. We could easily have lost that, and I, yeah, I think I think that's one of those ones where the point gain probably a hacking draw. Yeah, you say. even though even though technically they it was another two points dropped mm. from the head, mm. I think that's a really good point. Matt. Yep. Then we had the FA Cup. We finally came a cropper to Leicester. We put in a much better account of ourselves than the three 0 defeat in the league. One nil. It was right at the end at the death. Quite frustrating actually, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but I mean. I didn't think we were going to win the FA Cup and it wasn't a bad thing to get out of it. To... Yeah, it's a good stage to drop out, wasn't it? And, that, and then we had a goalless draw with Villa where we absolutely battered them, didn't we, in the league? Yeah. So uh, it was one of two home games in a row where we had about a million, or three games in a row as well with West Brom, in about a million shots and the other team had about five and scored like from every one of them. Yeah. Frustrating. I definitely should have won it. Veltman had his best game of the season and basically kept the greenish in his pocket while also actually playing really well going forward as well. Yeah. And we, yeah. And unlike actually Palace and unlike West Brom, the one defence here is Martinez was than the match, I think, this game. Arguably, probably the best game. I, I would have put him for the Premier League. I know Edison, I think, got it, didn't he? But I would have put Martinez in there because I think he's far superior than anything in a lot of the other average mid table teams have got. And he kept Villa in so many games this season. He made more saves than most people. You know, he's brilliant. And that's why Dunk and Webster and White should all be above Mings because Villa's have got a worse defence record than us, but actually are down to Martinez, whereas 
Ardiford's record is down to, you know, although Sancho did well, and it's down to Dunk, White and Webster because they, the number of shots faced by our keeper is a lot lower than other teams. Yeah. And, you know, as we've said before, Contour is the best player. Yeah, and exactly. if you're going to pick a better defender, you pick Contour. He's absolutely yeah. miles better than Bings. I just, I don't, want to, you know, I don't know if anyone saw the friendly the other day against, not the Romania, the Austria one, where he basically kind of shoulder by some guy in a, one of their players in the face almost basically kind of like going through and probably on VAR would have given him a penalty and maybe a red card even and he got away with it but yeah. it's like he's, he's a terrible defender I don't get why he and Cody are anywhere near him he seems to me to be very clumsy and I think yeah. Cody to a lesser degree is the same they, they just they, don't them are even, and they're good defenders but they're not international class neither are even close to Dunk or ben, Webster or ben White, White Ben White is we'll get on to that later on Anyway, speaking of um, injustices, we'll come to the next game at the Amex. I'm still smarting. Brighton won another team who we don't want to mention too. Um, how the fuck did we lose this game? It's the most farcical result I think ever in football I've seen. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Benteke, who's been a donkey for like three years, suddenly found the ability to like volley into the far corner. Burn decided he wasn't going to try and block it. He just run towards the player from, from, a, from a rare white mistake. The Benteke goal, but the mistake was only because we were trying to actually score, whereas they weren't bothered. And yeah, it was just yeah, yeah, it was a terrible moment, and we battered them in. But yeah, it didn't have the chance to get against Villa. Thing, I don't think uh, I think it was much in greater anyway. And then had that many saves to make. We had chances, but we didn't like take the hit the target. Yeah, I mean, I, I very much doubt there's any of them listening, but if there's any Palace fans of this, we were vastly, vastly superior to you all season. We were the better side, game to game, in the in the head in the in the head to head games. The one all draw is a joke. I mean, they 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 their yeah. their goal was an absolute farce. In this second game, it was a different kind of luck. You didn't have the referees' help this time. You just had one moment which I, I think I'm right in saying is the only moment of any description that Mateta had in the entire season yeah. happened to be in that game okay fair enough you pick your moments whatever but then Benteke as, as you've just said happened to do the I same thing as well until just now. yeah I mean the, the fact that both of them managed to do that in the same game with their rarity of chance it's just defies logic it really does and yeah they can gloat all they want you and I and everyone else listening to this whether they're Brighton fans or otherwise know they've ripped us off if you it's thought a hollow that game victory. It's a hollow victory logic let's move on to the next game yes well look because at the next that game that defied all logic any thoughts oh, on the West Brom away God. game off the back of what had happened before this was already pretty stressful then we get West Brom away and yeah I mean we, we had Steve Ferris on last week he's a ref a qualified ref and he was saying about the fact that the whistle had gone just before it crossed the line I dispute that fact I, I'm not sure it did either way round you know we missed two penalties we we hit the woodwork it's uh, you, you you have the, the the quick free kick pull back you have to say whatever the rules are you're pretty lucky to get that go in your favour aren't you in the heat of the moment secondly I know Steve said what he said about the ball crossing the line. I'm not convinced the ball had no, not, not crossed the line. I, I think the ball had crossed the line, or it was so close that it wasn't worth overturning. That's my view on it. 
the fact that we had that plus the two penalty misses plus West Brom just generally and not didn't deserving. Didn't Lee Mason it. basically get like dropped after that and then get he's injured or something like that and he's now retired or dropped out? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, that makes you wonder. Really, yeah, I mean, I mean, without being cynical, maybe it's a genuine injury. But, but yeah, it's, it's funny that happened in the one game where yeah, he made an absolute aberration. I mean, it was a dreadful yeah. decision. Yeah. I mean, you can argue that he shouldn't have given let us take it early. I, I, I wouldn't argue against that. Although the rule is for every any referee to be ready, but then having let us take it, he should never have blown again. That was a dreadful decision. Yeah. So if you if you if you take you can t- pick different games to to plot to make your point. I'm going to just pick here. So I think we should have drawn the West Brom game. We should have um, drawn the Spurs. And we should have won that one, really, given our. Well, we should have won it. Played. Yeah. Let's say drawn. We should have drawn at least the West Brom game. We should have drawn the game at Tottenham where we lost 2-1. And there was another game, I can't remember which one it was I was thinking of. If you had those three draws, whatever they were, uh, I'm trying to remember what the other one was now. can't remember. But that, that, United there's good, away? There's United good, away. Yeah, United. Let's say United away. Because that, that, that was a blatant penalty. That should have been a draw. We'll come to that later. We might want that. Those three games, yeah, we might have won it. But let's let's say we get the draw in that. We get the draw against West Brom. We get the draw in that other game against... Well, the Palace game as well. How many more points are we better off? And we don't feel like we've been lucky. Nobody would look at us and say... Yeah. They've been lucky. They're in 12th, 13th, whatever it is. But they've been lucky. Nobody would be saying that. We'd be saying, yeah, that's a different way that the cookie could have crumbled. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? But we lost. We lost the game... Um, they can have their hollow victory. They can celebrate all they want. The reality is, they know and we know that their team is poor. Was poor on the day. Was poor in the other day as well. Didn't deserve either result. We should have had six points against them in those games, which would have had us three points and goal difference ahead of them over the course of the season. The fact they're above us in the table when it comes to the end of the season, they can gloat all they want. That's for their delusional minds to. To, to enjoy the reality is we know we're the better side all we can do is is lament how frustrated we are with the realities of the day yeah my only point, only point about that was like if we got six points we'd have been more than three points ahead of them mm. we'd have yeah. been like nine I think with a six yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean the West Brom game the 1-0 win that's ridiculous moving into oh, no, uh, I meant like because Palace would have got three back from the draw being a win and six back oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah we've been six points Absolutely. there so, so it would have been very nice to be that situation. So moving to March, we, we lost 2-1 at home to Leicester. Much better account of ourselves. Ultimately, they're a good team, aren't they? Yeah, it's the one mistake Sanchez made all season as well. It was like kind of the one error. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, we, we, they, they got better second half and we... Yeah. We struggled a bit. Fair enough. But we we were still anxious at this point in time during the season. I think at this point they went went full of Liverpool, wasn't it? And then they went level with us. Yeah, yeah. So we were really worried, and what we really needed was some good results. So what do we do? We get a two-one win away at Southampton, thoroughly deserved, and we get our regulation. I say that because we've had one result like that before. Regulation three-nil win against Newcastle. Great results. Yeah, really great sorted great us, didn't it? Yeah, and I think the big one of the big things came back, although he was already but one of them was already back at that point, was the returns properly of like getting fit the full fitness of Lana and Welbeck. Yeah. The two of them being fully fit and being involved made a big difference with that. I mean yeah, Lana is, you know, a class act and he you know, got the goal against Leicester and was heavily involved against Southampton. 
set up the second goal for Trossard along with Welbeck. Welbeck then scored one of the goals, the second goal against Newcastle, which was a really good goal. And suddenly our front three of uh, Welbeck, Trossard and Mopet, who all scored against the Newcastle, looked very dangerous, didn't they? They kind of looked like yeah. they score all the time. Yeah, that's right. Uh, assists from Feltman, Trossard and Trosh in that game as well. Um, yeah, oh, it's brilliant. 6-0 against Newcastle. And at that point in time, we thought Newcastle were ripe for the drop, didn't we, I think? Yeah, I, I think itself. they were pretty terrible at the moment at that point. They were really the bad. The question was how many points Fulham would get and how much that would lead to the end of the season where they where they had the last game against each other, to be honest. That was a big question. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got Fulham fan friends that have been on the pod and elsewhere and they, they were essentially I think quite downbeat about their prospects, but they, they had a feeling that they could still do something. Um and that, that was quite stressful for them. Then we had Man United away and Another travesty. Another travesty of justice off the back of what had already gone before. No, we're not talking about the league game, league cup game. We're talking about the league game. We lost that that home game. That that was a disgrace. We should have not only drawn but won that game. So off the back of that, we deserve to win the game that Man United won two one. Yeah, and uh, we started so well. We started really well yeah. first half. Yeah. Um, played brilliantly and no one's really going to say I'm not going to stand up and say we deserve to win overall probably a draw is fair enough we dominated the first half they were better than the second half but we we, we dominated like well we put the hair we had our chances we played really well but as you'd expect second half I think we all went at half time we wanted to be more than one up because yeah. they were going to come out better second half they did they played They played better scored a perfectly you know, really good goal that was like well worked yeah fair enough um, and then, yeah, the, the travesty is that Welbeck was about to start us two one up, and he was basically clearly fouled by Maguire. And how on earth that referee missed it, I have still no idea. It's, it's an how on earth the VAR missed it is beyond me. I mean, it's, a, it's an embarrassment. If, if that had been done on Rashford, it would have been a penalty and a red card on VAR. I have no question about it, and I and I, I don't care about the referee saying like we're not biased. They have top six bias. There's no question about 100%. it. Hundred percent. There's, There's no, no way if Rashford had been it. fouled like that yeah. by Dunk. He probably got a penalty originally. He then would have probably definitely got a red card. Time afterwards. and time and time again, referees have swayed. Whether it's there's bias, no reason for Welbeck well, well to go down there without without a touch because yeah. otherwise he's basically stopped. Has he's so, going to score an equaliser? He's going to score, score, score a yeah. goal against Man United at Old Trafford again, why, second why, one, yeah. against his old club. Why would he not do that yeah. when he's trying to he's, do? He's six yards out. The keeper's yeah. kind of really not in any sort of position to save yeah. it. It's, it's just a tough a pass across the keeper to make it 2-0 and Maguire takes him out. And he and the fact that neither the, the referee on the pitch or the... It does make you wonder about their, you know, how blatant their top six bias is, to be honest, because well, my, you look my at that and you think, how is that? continuously accuses the, the, the referees of being bought. And, and you think, well, you can't, you can't say that. <laughs> you just can't say it. But... You know, how how often do you have to argue against yeah. that case when my, you my keep saying it over is, and over and again? How is Lamptey on on Batshuayi a penalty and that not? Yeah, exactly. How on earth exactly. is that one thing a penalty and one not? And the Man United penalty at the yeah. Amex where we, where we had our decision overturned. Yeah, Conley one, yeah. yeah. How on earth is that? Is that how on earth do you yeah. in a game where people can watch that again on tri- on TV? Yeah. Not just, it's not just, I get the live yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the If it's live, it. okay, fair enough. But on TV, they can watch that and say that Lamptey fouled Batshuayi, but Maguire did not yeah. foul And they know that everyone's looking at that. They're going to have the opportunity yeah. to scrutinise that as fans, as normal 
receivers yeah. of the it game. Was, it was probably almost a decision made me most mad this season because it was such an obvious foul on Welbeck and yeah, I mean, how it wasn't given. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. It repulses me. And mainly because Man really anger me as well because they basically get all the decisions. I mean, that moment of Fergie time and... Yeah, I mean, Bruno Fernandes has had so many goals this season. Mm. Most of them have been penalties. And half of those have not been penalties. It's been a joke. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I know, I know Steve, if you're listening, I know you, you might have a, bit, a different opinion on this, but I, I have a lot of anger. I have to say, yeah. for some of the decisions being made. And I know that referees, by and large, look to make the best decisions they can in any given situation. But the fact of the matter is, as Peter said, and, and as I agree with, there, there is a bias. There, whether it's conscious or unconscious or subconscious, there's a bias. It, it's 100% guaranteed. Yeah. There's no other way of logically thinking about the, no. what happens, like that Connolly's got overruled and... yeah. Wasn't penalty and well. Why is so well. much time added in that, that game at the Amex? Mm. Why? There's only one reason I can think of. There, there was if a we game. Attack, yeah, I imagine it wouldn't have been. Yeah, there's a game the other day I was watching. It was it was a playoff game in the National League. I can't remember the teams actually, but the point is that there was a weird amount of time added on, and you have to wonder. My wife says all oh, they're bought, and I, I'm very reluctant to I agree with that. I don't think they're bought. When, a... when you see five minutes of stoppage time, and there's two minutes and seventeen seconds on top of the five minutes when all there is to think of that could have been added was a goal celebration that started 15 minutes sorry 15 seconds into the end of stoppage time of of normal time so so 15 seconds sorry yeah 89 minutes and 45 seconds in a team scores there's a goal celebration yes obviously you you might add that onto whatever you've already told the assistant referee is going to be added but two minutes and 17 seconds after it should have finished, the game finishes. That that was that wasn't anything to do with the Albion that game. It was a National League game. But my my point is that that's weirdly large yeah. amount of time. What's going on there? If you I, if I, you I want think to with the big six, it's not it's nothing to do with a conscious bias. They just there's somehow some sort of aura around the big six. Yeah. They want them to. I, if, if yeah, if you want my wife and other people to to wonder about what's going on, you have to think. Well, hang on a minute. If there's such a weird amount of time added onto a game, that's going to look bad. And you have to be looking at that and wondering, what the fuck is going on? Absolutely crazy. Anyway, so that's that's the... Uh, the, the uh, what game was that? I can't remember what it was. United away. United 2-1, yeah. more about that than any other games or there's not that. It's like that did really well, wind me up because it's there it, it was is such again, a blatant foul. Same old, same old. But also, it was it? such a blatant foul that I just don't. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I do get it. It's the, it's the big six bias. I, there's no question in my mind that if Dunk had done that to Brett Rashford, it'd have been a red card penalty. Yeah, there's and, no and, question and we, in my we, mind. We, in the build-up to the game, we were ranting. I, well, I was ranting particularly about what had gone before, and off the back of that, at the very, very least, you want to have a fair deal yeah. in the next game. So at the very least, you can gain revenge through proper channels. This is something Here we've we talked... were, the exact opposite yeah. happened again. It's something we've talked about with Steve Ferris, we've talked about with, with Robin, who I think agrees with us quite a lot yeah. in, in that sense yeah. on the show. Why are they not mic'd up? Why are they not mic'd up? What, we should be told exactly what it is about that penalty they didn't give. Why it was the penalty? Because, I mean, whatever it is, I don't think I'd agree with it, because it's bollocks. But I'd, I'd really like to know what it was, that whoever was on VAR... And whoever was on the pitch didn't see to make it a clear penalty because, to me, it was arguably the worst decision we've had all season. And hiding, hiding behind decisions like this when you're not mic'd up, when you're giving decisions yeah. for the big six, 
doesn't look good. And that's why I'm, I've been ranting, because I think even, I mean, I kind of get that the, it was a terrible decision at Palace, but I kind of get why I didn't overrule it. I don't get why I didn't overrule this one, hmm. because it was so clear. It was like literally Rashford, um, Rashford had had that chance that it would have been given, overruled or whatever. Welbeck was literally about to score. It yeah. should have been a red card as well. Yeah, and yeah. Somehow VAR bottled it, and I I just don't get it. I mean, not to lose the game, which I mean you could argue over the game, and I should probably possibly deserve to win a draw, possibly overall. Couldn't really argue with the result, but the fact that we'd have gone ahead with a two-one lead potentially if we got a penalty, and also yeah, had it a, changes the game, and also they had a penalty of red cards as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the it was a combination of Manu and the England captain fouling a non-entity Brighton player because Brighton yeah. are non-entities yeah. and that's what did intensely it intensely frustrating we've seen it through the, the media through the whole season the media key player the media's permeated this, this notion of the big six and, and, and oh, it's, it's so sickening and frustrating the bias the the demeaning well, well not, not demeaning it's just the dismissiveness you could argue that why I got away with more in uh, that game than you did in the, uh, in the courts Someone would say, but oh, 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 you could argue. Hey, I wouldn't you, like to say you, that though. We wouldn't like to comment. Allegedly, no, absolutely. So, so we uh, we then uh, set about listening. we set <laughs> we set about a mission to to go through a new a new plan, which was to not score for three games. Um, it's a novel plan, which sort of worked to a degree because we played Everton at home, we played Chelsea away, great, two goalless draws, not bad. All said, all said and done. Yeah, not bad. And Chelsea away, we kind of played really well in the end. We kind of came back into it, and yeah, I thought we played pretty well. Um, Everton home, we we were a better team probably overall, but didn't really uh, offer a lot. Mm. And with the Chelsea game, that was a good result. It's our first ever. I think it's our first ever point away at Chelsea. I think that's yeah, right. it was in the certainly league, yeah. in the Premier League. It is, but I think in general. And we then followed it up by celebrating with a one-nil defeat at Bramall Lane against Sheffield United, who had already got a frustrating draw against us earlier in the season. Now we've they've had they've had four points off us. They've hardly won any games that season. They beat us. They've taken four off us. That's pretty bloody annoying. Yeah, I'm not it? sure many teams who didn't get any points or didn't win against Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty frustrating. Right, on that basis, I'm going to just pause for a moment. We'll be back in just a moment. So we are back in the room with part three of this lovely Brighton Rock podcast where we're reviewing the season. And we're up to Peter's favourite moment. We're into May. We're on May the 1st, in fact. And it is the completion of a double by the Albion over a team that Peter has deep, deep affection with. Peter, tell us more. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, terrible day, really. I mean, like, everyone's <laughs> second favourite team came to town and, uh, yeah, didn't turn up, basically, again, as, uh, you know, they're so much superior to us, yet have only finished above us twice in the last... we do the, the last... double over Leeds? Is that yeah. what you're saying? I mean, they've only beaten us twice in us about 15 games like that, and they've only finished above us two seasons out of ten, but suddenly they're now superior to us, and we should have sold Ben White to them for, like, <laughs> £2.50 because Bielsa's, like, God, you know, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, have you ever met a more one-man team? Kelvin Phillips gets out for a few games, 
they can't play football suddenly. Yeah, they, they didn't turn up, and he was they, missing they, for both games. Yeah, wasn't he, he was missing both games, but we missed Lamptey both games. We missed March for this one. We missed, we, we missed I think Lalana for this one. We had players out. You know, it's not just like but we managed to cope and, and to beat yeah, the opposition. They they have a serious problem if he's out for some sort of length of time. They mm. actually are probably better off selling him to, and then building other players around that rather than actually relying on one player so much because. Frankly, their record without him early would be relegation form, and mm. and if they had him, they lost him for a season-ending injury early on. They'd be in real trouble. So yeah, because yeah. he's, he's a good player. Let's be honest, yeah. he's he no a very, question, very good. Player. But a, a Premier League team should not rely on a player that much, especially not defensive midfielder. Yeah, we, we, if you rely on a striker about... that much, it's one thing. But relying on a defensive midfielder so much is a bit weird. Frankly, we're, we're talking about Basuma and whether he's going to be sold in the summer. And but we've won games without Basuma. Exactly, we've, we've won without them, and we will yeah. be able to cope without. I them. I think we won at least without Basuma. I think Basuma was out, yeah. um, but I think didn't so. play as well. So yeah, they, they they were pathetic. I thought, but they didn't really turn up, didn't do an offer anything, and we should have probably put it to bed earlier, as with so many games. But it took a moment of absolute quality from Welbeck to finished the game and that was that I mean it was a moment of absolute quality it was a brilliant turn and a fantastic finish he also got a penalty obviously in the first half and yeah it was a very good day to be an Albion fan and finally be happy that we are well I think it was the uh, the following game after that we were finally safe but yeah we were, we were could relax basically yeah well that, that following game was Wolves away the bogey team finally beat us didn't they uh, well we, we're the bogey team um, they finally beat us 2-1 um, Traore, of course, scoring on 76 minutes, amongst others. Um, amongst one of them, probably. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and Gibbs White on 90 minutes. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that was a game we, again, we should have won, frankly. We mm. absolutely battered them first half. Another one where we should have had a penalty. Quite, again, what the, the VAR official was looking at when he did, when he saw Burn basically being rugby tackled to the ground is beyond me. Yeah. Um, yeah, not that I obviously hold these decisions no, in my no, mind. No, of course not. That. Of course not. But yeah, I mean, Again, Burn was clearly foul penalty. Questionable decisions. We we don't. It wasn't questionable to me. I was like, it's such a blatant foul. I'm being polite. The guy, <laughs> the guy didn't have any intention of going for the ball and just basically rugby tackled. But Dan Burn, when he was going to score or at least get it on the end of the ball, and yeah, I just don't really get why. Yeah. I mean, no, no complaints about Dunk sending off because. No, Dunkey was. It was I, I, mean, I love Dunkey. He's yeah. a great player for us. But yeah, it was a stupid decision to do because we'd probably won. And Fabio Silva, frankly, has been pretty dreadful for Wolves. He probably would have missed it anyway. But the point is, if we were two 0 up yeah. instead of one 0 up, he probably would have done it anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And, he, uh, and they probably would have missed. Yeah. So the other the other red card, of course, was Morpay. Four minutes, four or five minutes into injury, no, seven minutes into injury yeah. time, he got sent off. It was after the final whistle, basically, uh, thereabouts. Uh, mouthing off. Seems like he Bollocks, got basically, a yeah. carried away. John Jonathan Moss is a terrible referee, and anyone who mouths off at him has my support because he's dreadful and Steve. Frankly, we're, we're listening to you, man. <laughs> yeah, come back on, defend the Moss. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he should be left to grow in a field like other Moss. Moss, you know, it's like <laughs> he, he's, he's like, I mean, of all the Premier League referees, he's probably down in the bottom three, and that's a, saying something. A Rolling Stone gathers no Moss. Yeah. How <laughs> on earth? I mean, from there were suggestions he was like quite abusive. What I read afterwards, he said, was nothing, nothing worse than most referee, people say referees after games. The fact that he showed that he had sent him off as a piece of petty bureaucrat and bureaucrat, 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 yes, yeah, that's easy for me to say. 
Um, and yeah, it was a reflection of the fact he worked out he played a ter- terrible game and he wanted to try and show. Well, of course, none of, none of this matters because we knew after this game, no matter how ridiculously unjustified, unjustified the the game would would pan out, that we had West Ham and that was a guaranteed point, wasn't it? Pretty much exactly a point. Uh, we never lose to them. We almost never do anything other than draw with them. And here we were, one all draw, wasn't it, at the Amex? Any thoughts on that one? Yeah. What about your thoughts? Turn it around a bit. I've got I've got very little to say about the matter, to be honest. I mean, it it was a it was a, it was a frustrating game. I thought. Um, obviously, we you know, it, it, well, it felt like it was. A, I think probably the result was about right. Put it that way. But throughout the game, it felt as if we could take it to them and we could we could snag the game from them. So when Welbeck scored the goal, eighty fourth minute. You're thinking, brilliant, nice, well-taken goal, by the way. Very nice. Good set-up. Yeah, really yeah. really good build-up. And that was a great goal. And I thought, wonderful. That's superb. Then you get Benrahma, who, of course, as you know, I'm a, I've been a big fan of for years. West Ham signed him because That's they his threw James money. Moment. Yeah, they threw money at him. And he gets his Reese James moment against the Albion, as everybody always does. He just clipped a half, kind of like a side shot, wasn't it, onto... It's a really good finish. Corner. It's a great, it's a great goal. Both goals yeah. were really well taken. Three statement. minutes after we'd scored, yeah. but with only three minutes to go in the game, absolute gutter, and it's a one-all draw. I mean, I, I think overall again. we couldn't really complain about that. In, in all honesty, I mean, it's no, pretty. I mean, yeah, it's just having, as you say, gone ahead so early, so late in the game. It was frustrating to draw, but off the back of other results as yeah. well, and other. But we, feelings of we didn't deserve to win that, and we and they didn't either. It was a pretty fair draw in it overall, yeah, yeah. and two really well taken goals. Yeah. But yeah, it was just disappointing having gone ahead so late that. So going into win. the going into the Man City game, we had the we've had the lockdown. We've, we've I mean, let's talk about the lockdown actually before we get into the Man City game. We've had lockdowns at various points during the previous season and into this season. So we had two games where people could attend game uh, could attend matches. In very small numbers we've had a number of matches where we've sat at home in our various locations and watched games on tv with crowd noise fake noise all this stuff you know you can say what you want about everything else there's nothing that beats being at the game live and i i didn't go to either of those two previous games where there was a chance to do that so i got tickets i got a ticket for the for the man city game i thought let's let's go along i'm gonna go Met up with a couple of friends elsewhere in the North Stand. So, you know, I met them beforehand in the afternoon, uh, half-time and afterwards. And it was about the occasion. And we just wanted to enjoy being at a game again, to have normal human interactive experiences. And if you could get a result against Man City, all the better. Weren't really thinking it would happen, but it could happen. Who knows? Um, So, of course, we got no chance. So what happens? minute and three quarters into the game we're 1-0 down yes Cancelo gets sent off is it contentious yeah maybe but never mind City go 2-0 up so we're screwed aren't we Peter you think so wouldn't you funny enough or are we when we scored that what could have just been a consolation goal for all we knew the Trossard goal to pull it back to 2-1 you're watching at home I'm watching in the stadium your views first did you think, did you have an inkling we were getting back into this or did you think it was a token gesture situation? I'm not saying I didn't necessarily think I thought City would up their game again even with 10 men, personally. 
yeah, the whole thing about the second gear and that sort of thing. Yeah, no. um, I've got to say that that's what's interesting because you're at home watching it. I was in the ground watching it. The impression in the ground was entirely different. There was a 100% sense of we could take these boys. Uh, tangible, tangible feeling. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd score that goal. We thought, okay, it's 2-1. We're, we're not winning the game yet, but we're in it. We're back in the game. And when the second goal goes in, Webster heads it. I think by that point, the crowd had already decided not only we're getting a result here, we're definitely going to hold on to the draw, but we're going to win this game. There, there was a, it, it's, it's really difficult to describe how potently tangible that sense of success was before it had been it's achieved. The phrase of podcast, potently tangible. Totally tangible. <laughs> but you, that's that's a review I'm waiting for for the uh, <laughs> for Brighton Rock. You know, we we felt it's potently tangible. We felt this is happening. It's not just it might happen; it will happen. What was it like watching on TV? Yeah, I think. Do I you think, have the same impression? I think it's very hard to on TV, watching on TV, especially when you're like on your own. No one really feed my my fiance doesn't care about football, so it's like basically me. And whatever pets are around, so mm, yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's hard to judge. But yeah, was like, I think probably obviously momentum with us. But the number of times I've seen us like pull it back and then lose whatever from that point is, I'm I'm quite cynical by now. I think probably in terms of like during a game, I kind of think, well, are we going to do this? Are we? Peter admits to being cynical. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. You're, you're you're right. I mean, it's who who knew what was going to happen there. The fact is, we've, we've been overdue a victory against Man City. I felt that Pep Guardiola felt it was coming. He'd, he'd been very complimentary about us, and I just felt... Until we started winning. We yeah, winning yeah then, <laughs> then it changed. But th- there was a sense that he was very respectful of us. He understood... We played we very well from. up there, and, and yeah, we're impressive. And... Yeah. And, OK, yes, it got a bit nasty on the day. Uh, apparently Graham Potter celebrates the first goal the Trossard goal and it pisses them off I don't I don't know what happened I don't I don't give a shit to be honest the if they won 2-1 after that they wouldn't have cared exactly yeah and either way around I don't care what they care about because the fact of the matter is we took the game to them we played really well we deserved the win fantastic atmosphere ridiculously good atmosphere and Dan Burns scored and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan Burns scored. What a hero. And we, we obviously... We and what a Dan Burns way to score. Just that spindly, awkward, clumsy... I didn't quite mean this kind of way about him. Bumbling. Bumbling <laughs> indeed. And luckily, you know, we rounded off the season in style with a 2-0 defeat at Arsenal. So, uh, yeah. The only, thing is, the only thing that's annoying Wait, about that last okay. result... It's the fact we should have finished above Palace. Yeah, but I mean, we, I think they just expended so much energy on that last game against City, that last mm-hmm. home game, that they yeah. they couldn't deal with it again against Barcelona. And ultimately, who gives a shit? We survived. Yeah. We, we have the moral high ground and we go into next season knowing that we're probably going to send them down. Let's, let's ignore that Nuno might be signing for them as the manager. That's, part, that's for the second show. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that more next time. But now, the fact of the matter is, I'm, I'm happy. We're moving in the right direction. We're a well-run club. It's got a, a great vibe to it. Graham Potter's a great manager. And we've got 
talent that's going to increase and improve all the time as uh, as it goes on. I, I couldn't be happier, to be honest. We're, we've survived. What are you going to do with Palace? Okay, I could have been happier if we were about Palace. But apart from that, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Or won the league. Oh, right, leave it. <laughs> but no, there's, there's no more to say, really, is there? Have you got any further feedback on that one? No, nothing more to be said. Okay. Well, that rounds up. interesting, loud discussion. That rounds up, as, as there's a lot of noise in the background, that rounds up our, um, our discussion of the season from an Albion point of view. We're going to do another one where we're going to review the season as a whole from the general point of view updates on football news and some stuff about a certain Mr Ben White who we've talked about through this podcast who may or may not have made his way into the England team hmm spoiler he may not hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that next, next time in the meantime Peter we'll sign off as usual stand or fall up the Albion Sports Social Podcast Network